lot's been going on in the music industry lately. Lil Nas is being sued. Katy Perry just lost her last suit. And Taylor Swift and Scott Borchetta and Scooter Braun have been having some internet beef. Which is what we're going to talk about today. Well, sort of. We're not going to talk about the drama of it at all. I'm just going to break down Taylor's record deal with Big Machine. Because something that's important to know is that her record deal was a pretty typical one for a new artist. That's what, regardless of which side you agree with, it's what typically happens. And I'm going to break down why for you. So, when Big Machine signed Taylor Swift, she was just starting out. She'd gotten a little bit famous on the internet with some music on MySpace, but she wasn't the status of star that she is today. So, Big Machine looked at it as they were taking a risk on her. They figured she'd pay off pretty well, which is why they signed her, but they knew that they were taking a risk because anytime you sign a new artist, you're taking a risk. And it's not just a risk of oh, well, we didn't make any money off of them. It's a risk of you could potentially lose money. Because here's all the stuff that the record label invests in. So when you hear a Taylor Swift song, like think back to the very first Taylor Swift song you ever heard, it probably wasn't an acoustic song of just her and her guitar. It was probably a fully produced pop song, or country, so that's how she started out. So, what's important to keep in mind is that Big Machine paid for all of that. Because it wasn't just a Taylor and her acoustic guitar. They paid, they paid for all the background instruments. They paid for the composition for all the background instruments. They paid for any songwriters who helped her round out her lyrics. They paid for the sound engineers in the recording studio. They paid for the studio time. They paid the marketing team to produce every aspect of what the album was actually going to look like. They paid the production team to actually produce the physical albums. They paid a team to get the albums onto iTunes and in stores. They paid for a lot of stuff. And as such, they viewed that as them owning the masters. They thought, we put up most of the financial backing for this album, so we should own the masters. And Taylor viewed it as, you wouldn't have the masters if it weren't for me. Which both sides definitely have their merits to that. But that's just the way they were both looking at things. So Taylor's in a position now where with her newest record deal, she can own her masters. But that's because the record deal knows that Taylor is a success. They, there's no gamble about whether Taylor's albums are going to make money or not. Taylor has developed an entire brand around herself that sells music, regardless of what the music actually sounds like. And that's not me saying that her music isn't good. I'm just saying, in the beginning, when people were first listening to Taylor Swift, what would happen is you'd hear a song on the radio, and you'd go, I really like that, and you'd go buy the album. And that's, that would be your first introduction to Taylor Swift. And then after that, you would become a fan, and you would buy into Taylor Swift's brand. So now that there is that brand, when Taylor Swift releases an album, she doesn't have to wait for anyone to hear the songs on the radio. The second her new album is announced, people are going to buy it because they love Taylor Swift. 
So she's in a position now where no record label is going to argue with her about whether she gets to own the masters or not because she is 100% what is selling those albums. And the record labels know that they don't have any risk attached to it. So that's something very important to keep in mind for new artists is that when you're first signing a deal with a record label, there's a chance that it won't be that favorable to you because the record label's going to look at it as them taking a risk on you. So if you don't want to be in a position like Taylor was, where the record deal was, was it I think 13 years long? 9, 13? It's been a long time that she was at Big Machine. So if you don't want to be in a situation where you're disadvantaged for a long time, sign a shorter initial record label deal. If you're saying, I know that I'm going to make it big, and I know that owning my masters is important to me, sign a shorter deal to begin with. So that way you can, in that time, make up your celebrity, build your brand, and then when it's time for you to sign a new deal, you can go in in a stronger negotiating position and say, this is my brand, and my brand is what sells albums, and you need my brand to sell these albums. So I get to own my own masters. Which is, I'm sure, exactly what Taylor did when she went into her new record deal. And it's what new artists should look to do if they don't want to be in the same position that Taylor was in. Tune back in next week, and I'm going to do a top ten of my favorite songs of the week. See you guys.